0: Uh, my first my first system was the Atari uh, 1200, I believe, and I remember I have a nephew, um, his name's Tyrone, and we grew up together, and we were always gaming. I remember we spent one weekend when Super Mario Brothers f- first came out on that first Nintendo system. Man, I wish we had it now, but just the idea of wow, look at we're making these missions. You die, we take turns, and it was just a love that developed. Um, Uh, Right away. I think it was, you know, competing with yourself somewhat. But then um, growing up with my son, um, when I had my son, I introduced him to gaming. And it was really a vehicle for us to build our relationship, right? Before he could play, he would watch me play.
1: I am so grateful for the opportunities I get to meet um, interesting and very, very intelligent people. And Madeline Black is one of those people. I got to know her um, about a year ago or so. We're in a work with ALP. She um, supported some of the work that uh, we were doing out in um, Vancouver with administrators. And just what a what an awesome person she is, and she really is one of these uh, interesting people that has a lot of different passions. Uh, I wrote a blog post uh, recently about a time we shared on the golf course uh, on my series on delight. Um, I'll post that link here as well. Um, but also her her she's a gamer, right? And and that, that was an interesting um, twist to the many things that she's. Passionate about and uh, just has such a—I uh, I really want to say—childlike curiosity when it comes to so many things, and I just so much appreciate that about her. And so it's always a pleasure to spend time with her and to hear kind of her perspective. She has a wealth of um, knowledge and experience and education, but her newfound—and it's not as new as I thought—but a, a newish found uh, passion around gaming is uh, is uh, what we're going to talk about today. So enjoy my conversation with Madeline Black. Well, I'm excited today to be with my good friend, Madeline Black. Madeline and I have got to know each other a little bit through our work with Advanced Learning Partnerships, and and it's been just a joy and a treat to spend time with Madeline. And if you wanna know more about a special day that Madeline and I had together, uh, I'll put a link in this podcast to a blog post I wrote about another passion of hers. That's not what we're actually gonna talk about today, is is golf, which I've got to know a little bit about from her in terms of how that came to be, but uh, we're going to talk about something else, which I'll I'll, I'll I'll not say what that is. You can, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can maybe guess from her background what it is, but I won't even say anything. I'll just start with letting Madeline introduce herself to us. So just tell us a little bit about who you are before we get into the actual thing we're going to talk about today.
0: Well, um, I am... <sighs> you know, just a lifelong learner, like a lot of people we run across. I just love learning about new things. And that led me down a a, a winding path to our education. Used to be a computer programmer for, you know, many years. And then I decided, you know, after working with some adults and um, and uh, actually uh, the auto plants teaching computer classes, I'm like, man, I really like to teach. And my, my sister is like a 30 year you know, educator, 35 year educator, looking to get back into school now. So I got into education. I came up through uh, the ranks, classroom teaching and um, ended up uh, in leadership positions, principal, assistant principal, um, director, finally a superintendent. And through that though, um, one of the things that's been consistent throughout my professional career and personal career is just building relationships um, and deep and meaningful relationships with adults and children. Um, it's just been one of the hallmarks. So I'm really excited that, um, our work at ALP has introduced me to so many wonderful people who have that same mindset.
1: Well, it's been, you know, and that's something I would, I would echo as you, as you've shared that is that's, that's one of the things I've appreciate you is you, you're a, you're a curious person and curiosity is something that I always think is such a valuable trait to have. Like you're, you're, and and you you're you're a, a master at building those relationships that I, I've observed so uh, that's really been uh, one of the many things that uh, I, I really uh, love about the time we've spent together but today in our outside the classroom conversation is looking at uh, you know people's interests beyond the education side of it although in this case uh, there's quite a quite a direct link <laughs> but for many people they don't see that link so so, um, you have recently, I think it's recently, but you can correct me if I'm wrong, uh, had a dive into the world of esports and gaming, which is something that we uh, are doing a lot of work within uh ALP. But you're not doing it just as a uh, facilitator on the sidelines, you are a gamer, if you will. And so, can just talk a little bit about where how did that passion. Uh, emerge and and and, uh, and just yeah talk about gaming a little bit.
0: Yeah, I remember you know way back in the day. I can say that now that I'm older, <laughs> but I remember Pong uh, coming out on one of the, the first um, systems we had out there. I believe maybe and I remember the time of like you know Tandy computers and the, what was it the uh, my first my first system was the Atari uh, twelve hundred I believe and I remember I have a nephew. Um, his name's Tyrone, and we grew up together. And we were always gaming. I remember we spent one weekend when Super Mario Brothers f- first came out on that first Nintendo system. Man, I wish we had it now. But just the idea of wow, look at we're making these missions. You die, we take turns, and it was just a love that developed um, uh, right away. I think it was you know competing with yourself somewhat, but then. Um, growing up with my son, um, when I had my son, I introduced him to gaming and it was really a vehicle for us to build our relationship, right? Before he could play, he would watch me play and um, tell me some different tips and what to do. And I found that uh, really wonderful. And then I was Mentioning to you earlier in our conversation, I was babysitting my three and four-year-old niece and nephew, and I'm getting them in the gaming. I had them on my lap with the Xbox controller, playing a game, Ryan something, racing the car, and that little three-year-old was getting in, the four-year-old, and I was like, man, i really, you know, introducing that into their lives, I think creates that curiosity. So for me, um, gaming has just been part of my personal um, enjoyment and also Helps me uh, keep a bond with my son. Even now he's 29, and we could get online, and he's across the world in Australia, and we could still be in the same world and bond together. That nephew we played earlier this week. So it's just, it's just, it's just been really wonderful. So that's the personal side. So I had this love mainly for systems, like the um, PlayStation, Xbox, um, and now I started more into the PC realm. of of games with League of Legends and uh, Rocket League, a whole new world opened up. So I'm really on fire with that now, trying to achieve more in my levels and I have my switch and it's just a whole nother side I didn't really think about. And then it's growing in schools, right? It's really become a vehicle for growing those uh, critical skills, those global skills, digital citizenship, all those things we wanna see in our kids and helping some students come out from the shadows of gaming, so to speak, out from the basement, out from their rooms and coming and working with other adults. So adults need to learn how to do that. There's uh, different pedagogies and strategies that could go into that and the coaches. So I'm able to unite both worlds. So it's, it's really fun. That was a lot. Yeah. And,
1: and- <laughs> and i i yeah i didn't know uh sort of your the history that you had with this so this wasn't this isn't entirely new like you you have a sort of a gamer's uh mindset or spirit in you for a long time Mm -hmm. just from that personal side of it just tell me a little bit about like what is it about gaming itself that sort of feeds your soul if you will i don't know if i'm getting too uh, esoteric here but like what is it about that experience that says like yeah this is something this is why i do this thing right it's 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 You know, there's a cerebral as and an emotional aspect to this that that appeals to you.
0: Yeah, I think the challenges, the puzzles like the game I'm playing right now is called I'm Dying Light 2. And I'm actually at a spot where I have to jump up on these ledges and I can't figure it out. So I cut the game off last night and, you know, I'll know I'll go back. I'll look around. I continue to think. Uh, resist the urge to go to YouTube <laughs> and, you know, don't give up and just keep pushing myself because you, it's something that you know that can be done. And it's right. not such a high bar that it's impossible and other people have figured it out. So it gives you that, um, I, you know, I was talking recently in a, um, a webinar about gamification and education. And, you know, when people think gamification, not necessarily playing games, but setting goals and levels for a student achievement not, you know, pizza party type stuff. So I think like with badging and things of that nature. So I think seeing those achievements over time and sticking with something is what it feeds me. And it's so it's exciting too.
1: Well, and yeah, and I think you're obviously the kind of person that can easily take that uh, experience and then transfer it to other parts of of your life, right? Like uh, that Mm -hmm. idea of being able to overcome something. And I mean, I think, you know, part of this conversation to me is always about how do I help, uh, whether it's parents or any adult, sort of understand, even if they're not gamers, how do how do they mm-hmm. help? How do we help them understand that there's a value in this, and it's not the, you know, the stereotypical uh, idea of uh, addiction and, and right. uh, you know, sort of this waste of time kind of yes. thing. I mean,
0: yeah, uh, So yeah. that
1: that's an important conversation, and and you shared that uh, that really well. Powerful.
0: you know, you know I can say. For example, it's um, and, you know, a lot of times younger people online, but I was playing the other day and, you know, people could jump into your world and help you. So out of the blue, I've had two people come and help me throw down special items, things I need, take me on a tour around and help me out. And this is the thing. The headphones aren't plugged in. We did this all without any language transpiring between us outside their character looking at me and kind of saying, come on, when I didn't come, they came back for me. And I, I think that feeds me too. It's like so much is happening in the world. So many sad things, so many people not getting a, along, the rage that we're experiencing. So to have something like that, yeah. where we don't even know each other, but we're there to support and help each other, gives you faith, you know, and renewal uh, in, in, in what human you know, kind is capable of.
1: Yeah, yeah that, that collaboration, I think, again, is something that uh, a lot of people don't see. They don't recognize that this is not an isolated experience. And yet I think about, you know, the day to day work that you and I do, which is somewhat isolating. We're, you know, we're at home, mm-hmm. we're in our home offices, we're doing everything virtually. But these moments and, and you mm-hmm. know, you and I work together on other things together. The fact that, mm-hmm. oh, we're going to hop in on, have, have a quick conversation and help one another out and something. I mean, that is that's about community and that's about connection that Mm -hmm. um, I think is, you know, a critical part of any learning experience. And so eSports sort of has that built in function to it. I mean, that's that's how that works. So why don't you just share a little bit about um, the actual work you're doing with eSports itself in schools uh, and and kind of, uh, you know, what that learning experience has been like for you?
0: Mm-hmm. So, you know, really the, the goal is to get esports down into the hands of the students, right? Where they're experiencing it. But I've done some work around um, strategic planning with district leaders, right? Because it's a lot of infrastructure, a lot of um, red tape, a lot of, you know, money um, sometimes that goes into these things. And how do you recruit people? How are you going to pay people to do this? So, that, that part of it. Um, It's really um, been exciting to help adults who may have never picked up a game controller or may not even be gamers to actually see the value in esports. I know one implementation I've been working with, um, one of the uh, champions now who's a coach came in thinking he's a traditional sports guy, right, football and he was like, I don't know, but now he's an advocate, right? And that came from some of the things around esports outside of, like you said, oh, it's a waste of time. It's this and that. Esports is a billion-dollar industry. And the opportunities for students who um, do this uh, professionally or even support it in careers is just phenomenal. You have, some, you have college scholarships now, you know, millions of dollars for students, even full rides to go in and be part of an esports team, and then you have production and streaming, and you know the programming around it. So all those things um, come into play to make to help parents see the value in it. And then um, the other work I got to do this summer, I was I had worked with a summer camp. I was actually with the students, which was wonderful. That was great to um, actually watch them enjoy some of the fruits of the labor of kind of working with leadership. So you know it's kind of it's two pronged. It's, it's 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 the planning, the paperwork, <laughs> but then it's also at the end of it, you get to see that excitement and joy in students' faces, you know, and parents to to be able to come to competitions, right, and see their child excelling at something outside of you know hearing them be happy in the basement or something like that, right. And then I I just want to reiterate again the importance of esports in bringing it to school having students put together sort of contracts, you know, of behaviors, right? What do we stand for as a club? What is our code of conduct? How do we treat women in esports, girls in esports? You know, talk about tilting, right? Tilting is you can you're gonna get really angry with these video games, right? If with how do you deal with that frustration? How do you breathe through it? Look at the health and wellness. What are the exercises you can do around it? So it just really gives, um, I think, the due legitimacy that um, this industry has uh, for students and their futures.
1: And and I think, too, the other thing that that's really um, maybe may different with eSports relative to some of the other extracurricular or even curricular things that we offer students is that, obviously, the students come with... Um, you know, a wealth of knowledge in the actual playing, you know, where you think of traditional sports, the hierarchies are, are pretty much in place like the coach is who knows and, and the coach is, is doing all the teaching, whereas what you've described is more of, um, you know, uh, coaches and facilitators using their life experience and wisdom. To support them. They don't necessarily have to have the same level of understanding of of the game itself. And and they're not necessarily going to provide a ton of coaching to, you know, how to actually navigate uh, the various elements of the game, but they are going to be really important in helping them, you know, think through those things that you described, whether it's like how to, how to sort of, uh, you know, uh, deal with the mental challenges and and how to deal with the emotional challenges and and the collaboration challenges. So um, I think that's where that's where any adult and that's where you know again my my understanding of esports is far far less than yours but i feel like that's the part where i can kind of have an entry point into the experience oh, yes. i think i think i can participate in this in the support of this too so that, that
0: well you want to have a you want to have a little street credit dean so we got to get you on a game maybe we'll get you yeah, in I some do. league of legends some rocket league when you talk to yeah, the yeah, dean, yeah. you want to at least have a couple titles under your belt
1: <laughs> well and especially with you know i know i've got i've got these grandkids that are coming up and i'm sure they're they're already their their dad is a heavy gamer a uh, pretty yeah. big gamer and so i think that that's going to be a part of it so i'm definitely going to have to dip my toe a little bit more deeply well, into this Please. world, but I'm really excited to watch this cool stuff you're doing.
0: And you know, I'll say too, when see, sometimes people say esports teams, like I have the stadium here behind me. Yes, that's for the you know the top level athletes, just like in basketball, football. Not everybody's going to be at the top echelon, earning you know hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars, right, um, over their career. But esports clubs are so beneficial to schools where it's an entry point for um, kids just to get those socialization skills to work together. And then maybe go into an esports team. You could do intramural competitions and different things of that nature. Right. Um, Yeah. So it's more than just just one esports team. It could be so much more richer.
1: Well, uh, again, I, I, this, this conversation was is a little bit different from my others in that there's such a, uh, a direct line between you as an educator and, and this world. So that, that one's pretty obvious, but I'll leave you with just always a last question. Is there anything else that you wanted to just to share about this experience that uh, maybe I didn't ask you or just an element that you thought is important for people to know, but whether it's about your personal experience with gaming or as, a, as an esports coach in some way? just want to leave you with that last opportunity.
0: I would say, um, you know, because I'm assuming, you're, you know, your audience is a lot of educators out there who just want to see something different. Don't be afraid of esports. Really take a chance, you know, take a time and look at it. Think about it for your schools. Even if you're, you know, advocate for it to start a small club at your school, if it's not a district initiative, um, you know, don't, you um, think that oh maybe I'm too old or I don't know enough you know investigate it look at it survey some kids and see what interests are there because you may reach some kids that uh may not have been reached before and I'll end with that because I'm all about building relationships and sometimes the kids who game sometimes are not the ones who um are the most um outgoing in the school right the ones that just pop into your mind as it's like with traditional like football stars, basketball stars, you know, the coaches, it's some kids who may be, you know, lurking in the shadows
1: a bit. All right. Yeah. And I appreciate that's a That's such an important perspective. And I'll, I'll just maybe add to that, because you're saying. And I shouldn't is, say
0: lurking just in the shadows. No lurking. Yes.
1: Yeah. 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 <laughs> is that as, as adults, number one, to sort of see that as like, okay, this is actually good for kids in this way, but also to, to figure out your own, Yes. your own entry points like if, if you do crossword puzzles you're kind yes. of a gamer right like yes. you and you did a nice job of explaining that being it's about solving problems and and mm-hmm. if you like doing that even in that case because again people could make the argument that you know crossword puzzles and wordles are well that's just a waste of time it's in the same category right it's like it's an it's yeah. a it's a brain activity that gets us thinking that gets us that, that that has value and and again as as thoughtful and caring educators we can we can change it from just being a one-off kind of experience to something really really powerful and that's the work absolutely that you're doing and, and have done and, and iso value so thank you madeline for this time together i appreciate i know you're you've got a lot of stuff to do between your golf and your gaming and your nieces and nephews and the consulting you do you gotta i do gotta i had busy a lot
0: life. and i want to just uh, thank um alp um you know shout out for um esports and john mccarthy he worked you know he's really big in esports i can't thank him enough for bringing me in
1: oh well, that's great and glad to have you so take good care okay. we'll talk soon
0: all right bye-bye